Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. The Seahawks and Geno Smith have come to terms on a three-year extension worth $105 million. We'll get the breakdown on all of it hopefully soon here. The the only other detail to this point that we've seen is that there's the ability to earn up to $52 million in the first year. And we'll see when we get details on incentives and bonuses and all of that good stuff. And they can you know, get out of the deal after this year or that year and that it won't be punitive to the salary cap. There's always those kind of kind of details attached to these things. So we'll see Jordan Schultz, uh, NFL insider at the score, will join us here shortly. He's uh, a guy who was uh, part of breaking this news with some of the details out there on the contract. So we'll catch up with him and maybe at this point he'll have more insight on some of the guarantees. But three years, if he plays it out, that you know, if they were to draft a quarterback this year, whether it's with that first pick or if it's, in, you know, a later round, it's a good opportunity, isn't it? You, you've got somebody you feel good about that, that had, is coming off a tremendous year in Geno, and you get a chance to potentially, if they, if they go that route, bring in a young guy with no pressure. Hey, sit back. You're going to watch. You're going to learn. And, you know, here's the game plan. Maybe it's after one year. Maybe it's after two years. Who knows if Geno sees three the full three years of the deal, or maybe mm-hmm. they draft a kid they feel good about after the first year. Who knows? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting day because Derek Carr ends up getting signed with uh, the New Orleans Saints, and so I'm looking at his numbers, longer contract, but his is 37.5 and Geno's is 35. Yeah. So, you know, interesting. Those two have been talked about a lot. Now, Derek Carr much more, right? Geno, Geno really wasn't talked about that much and i just i don't know if maybe gino give gave everyone a sense that uh, i'm going back to uh, to seattle this mm-hmm. is where my home is and this is where i've played my best football and remember when we talked to the guy from the nfc south he said he talked to gino at the pro bowl and that gino basically told him that things are going good and he expected to for it to work out here in seattle so yeah i don't know that it's Maybe it doesn't necessarily show a lack of interest from other teams, but I do think that has something to do with it. I mean, you know, we talked to Scott Fitterer about it, and he basically said, yeah, that's we know what he's about and mm-hmm. his whole story about possibly – remember the story with uh, Schneider uh, was, was talking about he had a conversation with Gino about going and playing in the Canadian Football League yeah. just to get reps. That's crazy. Which kind of brings your the XFL. And I know you're yeah. a huge XFL fan. Bob. Massive. It's 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 all I think about, Dave. I watch it on a loop. Uh, uh, hey, no, just some details on Carr's contract here. If you want to hear these, I'm sure. seeing a breakdown of it on ESPN. So this is a breakdown of his deal with the Saints, according to a source who has viewed the contract. Okay. $28.5 million signing bonus, $1.5 million fully guaranteed salary in 2023, $30 million fully guaranteed salary in 2024, $40 million salary in 2025, of which $10 million becomes fully guaranteed in March, uh, and then $50 million in 2026, which is not guaranteed. So there's a quick breakdown of Derek Carr. But we've been talking about the big news that is the deal that has been uh, struck between Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. And one of the first guys we saw reporting on this is now with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. He's an NFL insider at the score. Jordan Schultz is with us. How are you, man? Hey, guys, doing great. Thank you. There we go. There we go. We got you. Hey, so uh, we, we saw your tweet. Your, yours is the first one I saw that had any sort of detail to it. I haven't seen anything to this point. 
in the way of uh, you know what the guarantees are, what the incentives are. But you you put out there three years, hundred and five million, uh, with the ability to earn up to fifty two million mm-hmm. in that first year. Do you have any idea what it would take to reach that number? I haven't got there yet. Uh, when I reported the news, that well, was uh, I was so you know so so conscientious of the of the fifty two million because in a sense it's not guaranteed, but he can get basically built-in escalators. Um, I would imagine it it is all performance-based, how many games you play, very similar to what you would have maybe seen with with other quarterback deals in the last couple years. Because at this point, what Seattle's betting on is is not only Geno the player, but Geno the person. And what I mean by that is when, when they brought him in as Russell Wilson's backup, I think they were cautiously optimistic that he could be a potentially a bridge guy. He has exceeded all expectations, and he's done it because he's been able to command the locker room. And, and when you talk to players, and I've had conversations with, with D.K. Metcalf and Geno about this, for example, Noah Fan, about how, what is it about Geno that has allowed him to have success at such, a, such an early part as a starter? Because remember, he sat for eight years. And, and what you hear is it's the preparation, the leadership. It's all the things that you want out of your quarterback, out of your CEO. And I think that's why he'll be able to hit a lot of those, if not all of those, $52 million. But it goes into April of 2024. It's a full calendar year, and that's ultimately what he wants. Hey, Jordan, did you get the sense uh, that from other teams there was much interest? We, we didn't hear a whole lot of news. Um, what was your, your sense as far as his desirability around the NFL? Yeah, there, one of the teams that stood out was the Jets. Um, I know they, they kicked the tires on it, but Gino really wanted to stay in Seattle. Um, and when I talked to him throughout the process, it was, it was how, how do I find a way that both the Seahawks and me feel comfortable because ultimately this is where I want to be. So I think other teams knew that. I know the Jets were interested. There, there, was, there were other bites. You know, obviously teams that need quarterback you know, checked in. But ultimately it was really the Seahawks, and, and that, was the, that was the team he wanted to be at, and I think the rest of the league knew that. So is your feeling that he got about what he wanted? Do you think he was going into this expecting I'm a $40 million a year guy and the Seahawks were thinking you're a 30, so we meet in the middle? Or how do you, I don't know how much knowledge you have of of the Mm -hmm. process and how this has gone along, but does this match what you kind of thought or how how does it stack up? I, my my interpretation was this was always about the number that he that he felt like he needed, um, and especially when you consider that the tag for quarterbacks was was about thirty two point four. So he he wanted a, a really respectable number, um, and I think this was this was where he wanted to get to. Obviously, everybody wants to get the big the best number possible. We're seeing it right now with the Giants and Daniel Jones, who who wants over forty million dollars. I think Geno was realistic was in terms of where he's at, and the fact that he he also wanted to reward the Seahawks for for betting on him. You know, this this was a guy who, you know, a few years ago was could have been, could have been out of the league, you know, and and was a backup relegated to that status. So I think there was a there was a sense of yes, I want to be comfortable here. I am comfortable, but also he wanted to reward coach Pete and the organization for giving him an opportunity. So there was a lot it was a, it, the negotiations really picked up during the combine the last week, the last 4 or 5 days and ultimately this was this was about the number and probably about the time that we thought we that, that they thought a deal would get done. And Jordan, you you mentioned the the kind of man because I totally agree that you know, especially at quarterback that you need to be a solid guy. Have you you know, have you got a chance to kind of get to know Gino and you know, he's he's one of those guys we really only see we haven't been able to interview him. He's usually just at the, you know, the the car wash or up there at the mm-hmm. uh, the press conference. But what about that part of it? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad you asked it because 
that's a huge part of this. And, and obviously on the heels of, you know, what happened with Russell Wilson, the divorce there, wanting the stability. Um, I spent a lot of time with Gino. And I think one of the things that stood out for him was, was being grateful for being, for having this opportunity. You know, this was a guy who was a big recruit, had a great college career, was a high pick and things for whatever reason didn't work out. And one of the questions I asked him over the last year, and I've asked him this kind of a few times is, is would you change anything? Because obviously this was not the career arc he probably thought he would have coming out of college. And the answer was, was always a definitive no, because he felt like the opportunity for him to sit behind Eli Manning, to be in New York as a backup, to sit behind Russell, who he had a great relationship with, all those things put him in the position now where, where he feels like this is the best version of him and he's only getting better. And I think also the relationship with the players, I mean, a lot of guys have already texted me on the team saying I'm, they're so happy for him. And, and that's what you want to see because, uh, you know, I, I, let's just point down the road in Arizona where there's not exactly that revolve, that, that, all that love for a quarterback. We see it with Kyler Murray <laughs> and some of the issues they've had there, right? And so when you reward a quarterback and you give him that kind of money, it's, it's great if he's a good player or a great player, but it's even better when – you, you feel you believe in the person, and I know Seattle does, and, and I can tell you that it's, it's warranted having spent ample time with Gino. By the way, I, I talked to him about 20 minutes ago, and his response was, I'm ready to get to work. So yeah. I think that says it all. Do you, th- yeah. do you think, uh, you know, everybody's aware of the offseason trouble that happened there, and I don't even know if that's been cleared up or where that's at, but is that something you think helped sort of shape the person that he is now as well, kind of learning a lesson trouble. with that? What do you, oh, uh, with the DUI what, what, what do you? Oh yeah, you know, I to be full transparency, I haven't I haven't asked him about it, um, but I I I would imagine that's played into it. I mean, you know, when you're when you're I, I was in New York when he was uh, I think it was second round pick uh, almost a decade ago. Uh, I think it was a decade ago, yeah. and you know he it was a lot of turnovers. He lost the job two years later. Um, he was punched. It was just a it was a it was just a cavalcade of 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 things that had gone wrong for him. And you know I, I don't know if if he wasn't ready mentally for it, but I think now he feels like all of those, like I said, I just, I just think all of those things really shaped him uh, as a person first and then as a player. And, and, and it's those things that gave him, then that give him the confidence to, for example, make these, these checks at the line of scrimmage where, you know, you talk to the defensive coaches around the league and they'll tell you that there's very few guys that are consistently making the right checks the way Gino does at the line. And that's, that's his preparation and confidence. Good stuff. Jordan, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time with us on short notice. Uh, nice job getting that story out there and uh, everybody out here excited. So thanks so much. I, I, I got to tell you something, guys. I grew up listening to 710. You know, I'm from Seattle. I love everything about the station. It was a big part of my childhood. So it's a, it's an honor to be on and I'm certainly happy to do it anytime. Awesome. Well, we thanks, appreciate Jordan. that. Thanks, Jordan. Anytime. Be good. There you go. Jordan Schultz, uh, NFL insider at the score. Boy, that makes you feel old. Grew up listening to it. <laughs> hey, that was a nice Goodness. compliment there. How old is uh, he? Uh, I'm only 31. Come on, man. No, uh, anyway. Uh, Bob uh, started radio when he was 12. <laughs> Had a really deep voice as a 12-year-old. Hear Wyman and Bob every afternoon, 2 to 7.